welcome to the Jen Up Podcast. I'm Jenny Tanay. I'm a qualified nutritional therapist, eating disorder coach, and personal trainer. In this new podcast series, I'll be giving you advice on topics surrounding eating disorders and disordered eating. I will also be having various guests on the podcast who will be kindly sharing their own recovery stories from their eating disorder. You want to ask me anything, you can find me at Ask Jen Up on Facebook and on Instagram. Hi and welcome back to the Gen Up podcast. I have got Sam Woodfield here again with us. So welcome back to part two of our podcast. We hope you enjoy the rest of our discussion together. How do you um how do you deal being off the bike? Because obviously, you know, when you do a lot of I know with exercise, I love all my kind of high intense exercise myself like you get a massive sort of endorphin rush from it you know the adrenaline how do you deal when you're off the bike from, you know it's quite stimulating isn't it um so when i was obviously full time full time uh for a while uh sleep lots of sleep yeah. i did actually sleep considering how much stress my body was under with all my cortisol levels i did actually sleep quite well very early to bed though. Um, I wouldn't make it much past nine o'clock, but I was then up at, when things started to recover, I'd, I'd be getting up at half six, seven. Okay. <laughs> um, when things were still very stressed back end of 17, I'd be in bed by half nine. I'd start to wake around four or five o'clock, okay. um, which actually back then was really hard because just started inviting people back into my life. We went on a training camp for three weeks to Mallorca. <coughs> he would sleep till eight, nine o'clock. Wouldn't want to go riding till 10. I've been up since five. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> He's like, I've kind of done half a day already, mate. Um, you've done know. half a day already, yeah. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was tough. Um, off the bike, uh, work keeps me going. Um, yeah. So I do try and fill time. Work keeps me going um i've got a few other bits i do but for my my main indoor theme rush is is on the bike yeah um in the winter i do a little bit of weight training nice. um i'm still getting over the mindset that i have to completely assume and conclude with myself that i'm always going to be a bigger rider like i just have to put up with that fact so i don't want to lift too much yeah um because I don't want to seem to be packing on. I just have to look at a squat rack and I seem to put muscle on. So I do need to be a little bit. Okay. Right. Yeah. So, but that's, that could just be my head as well. Like, so, <laughs> um, so I do a little bit of that in the winter. That's mainly for, um, so I can get through work. It just keeps me strong. I'm on my feet all day at work. Yeah. Um, and I'm a full on coffee snob. So there's my, like coffee snob and coffee geek so there's my like endorphin rush off the bike coffee, yeah nice yeah we share that i love coffee <laughs> yeah um, yeah mine is yeah mine is uh yeah that was a lockdown thing so yeah no i'm sure that happened to a lot of people as well um i mean you mentioned um cortisol so just so yeah. what that is, that's the stress hormones obviously when you put a heavy training over your body and then you're not feeling your body adequate enough, cortisol goes up. Um, that happened to me as well. Like, I, I remember doing like a saliva test and 
when I was at the peak of my training and my cortisol was just elevated from like morning all the way through to the night. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, right. Well, that's not good. You know? Um, so let's talk about some of the side effects that you had from, you know, from the excessive exercise and the, the under eating, would you mind sharing those with us? Yeah. Um, so back end of 2017, started working with blood testing company through Rini. Yeah. Um, and they, a lady that's now their CMO invites me to go and do a power test followed by a DEXA scan. Um, and I came back with, I was 27 at the time. And I came back with a bone density in my thoracic spine and my hips of someone in their seventies at 27. So I was, Overall, my body was in osteopenia, uh, but in those spots, I was osteoporotic. Okay. So there's one. Um, cyclists do generally struggle with bone density because it's non-impact. Yeah. Um, and the body does tend to draw from the thoracic spine under stress. That's where it tends to eat away at because your ribs and that area doesn't need the fat. Your stomach needs the fat for... Um, protection protection of the vital organs so it tends to draw on the rib area um i need to wet that fat unfortunately once the fat's gone it hits the bone um so that's a good one hips is just because you sat you just sat down all day you're not actually putting much impact through yeah so that can again lower your bone density um uh testosterone wise i pretty much lost all my libido had no libido whatsoever it sounds weird it made me very hormonal because it made me really moody um and on top of that when you add low testosterone in you don't recover uh you can't actually build any muscle um when it's that low uh to put it in perspective um i was lower than a prepubescent boy i sat between one point two and 1.7 for about two and a half years okay okay um is it improved now is it better now yes so mid 2018 2000 end of 2018 we got up to about like the bottom range of what a blood testing company called optimal but being an endurance athlete your testosterone does tend to sit lower anyway yeah of course yeah um But on a side note, I'd also worked out how to rig the tests um, to boost testosterone. So lots of good fats two days leading up to a test. So I, yeah, like, and I I do know coming back, like I was trying because I wanted to start hard training again. So when I started in 17, I wasn't allowed to do any hard. I could do long training, but I couldn't do anything hard. Wasn't allowed to do any intensity over zone three. Nothing. Um, and I was monitored heavily. Um, so I used to try and rig results if I could. Okay. Couple of times I managed to, and then the following one it would come back so low that they didn't believe me. So like I knew kind of that. So there's there's that aspect of things. Um, and then when you got low testosterone, you got poor mood. Therefore, depression kicks in. Um. So that was particularly bad. Uh, depression and brain fog is my 
to this day is still my, you know, my enemy. Yeah. I still struggle with them both. Um, brain fog more. Um, okay. Because I'm trying to do so. That's just my personality. Now, I don't think currently it's diet related. I just think it's it's just a high workload, training load stress. Yeah. Uh, which probably needs to be addressed by diet, but I don't think I'm causing it, whereas I used to cause it. Um, so there's that aspect of things. Uh, sleep, constantly tired, but a very weird tired. Okay. Just like... Like restless, maybe? Almost yeah, like, yeah, restless, but also like... Can you go to the supermarket? You know, a daily task. No. Yeah. Okay. Could I? I remember one point pumping up my bike tires and being so tired I had to sit down. I'm a. I was at the time a full time cyclist, but had no energy to put air into my tires. Mm. Okay. Constantly cancelling plans. Um. So that's all those mental health things. Other physical problems. Made me sit poorly on the bike because I was so keen on generating power. I would do it. However, now I've got chronic back ache and pain okay. um, because I then didn't have any energy afterwards to stretch, recover. It was all about get home, eat, go to bed. Yeah. Um, on a personal note, all of the overtraining and eating uh, ruined a relationship of mine. Completely. Uh, I lost a house that was meant to be my forever home due to my mum passing away. So I lost that. Um, I say lost as in because me and my partner split up. I just couldn't stay there. Um, it wasn't like repossessed. It was just like it was meant to be my forever home. Uh, and on top of that, I'd lost my graduate job. So I was moving my way through a, uh, a supermarket fast track man management scheme um, and I lost my job because I was enabled by people within my circle uh, to continue my behaviours and told everything would be okay if I stepped away from work as well. Yeah. And because of where I was, I was, um, I believed it. Who doesn't want to be a full-time athlete? Um, so steps <laughs> away from that. Uh, and, and I... I did blow a load of, you know, inheritance because I got to the point where I had to, I was turning into a people pleaser because I didn't like myself. I yeah. wanted to spoil others. Um, and that's why I set up a team. And looking back, how I ran the team in 2018, we achieved a huge amount, um, but it was run out of my bank account. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. That must have been a really hard time for you. Uh, yeah, it's not my proudest 18 months. No, no, it's, I mean, okay, so coming from that, where would you say you are now? Where are you? Uh, well, I bought myself, so it took two years to resolve a house issue. I bought this where I'm living now, uh, this time last year. Mm. Um, there are still cardboard boxes because the life I live. Um, <laughs> I've done nothing to it. Um, job wise, from my educational background, I'm probably still in my early 20s. 
and I'm 32 this year. Okay. Um, so, like, for me, I'm not doing what I should be doing um, or was expected to do and all that good pressure stuff from going to a very, very good independent private boarding school and university. Um, mm-hmm. And this all brings out the other issues that bring on eating disorders without going into too much now. So that's fine, financially fine. It, it will never come back. But, you know, compared to that, uh, and I don't fund my own team. Okay. I don't do it to have people around me. I do it, you know. Do I accept when riders leave me and go to other teams? No, but it's na- that's nature. Yeah. And what about... What about saying, so you, you know, you're saying you're still in recovery, you know, from the, the exercise and the eating disorder. Like, where would you say you are right now with, obviously, with food? Um, not, as, not as good as people think. Okay. I have an ability to make people think it's on track yeah because i can show them that i'm eating i can eat things but what does it mean when i get home now i'm not saying that's bulimic what i'm saying is am i eating when i get home nine times out of ten yes um or i'll eat something before i leave work even if it's really late but i'll eat something sugary or something so it so my brain goes you have to now get on the bike you now don't have a choice. You don't yeah. feel like it. Um, I went through a stage. I would drink um, a can of Coke on the way home mm. at seven o'clock at night. Now, if I don't get on the bike, I'm not sleeping. But if I get on the bike, I'm going to sleep. So it yeah. forced it, it forced me to train. Um, and I work in the kitchen. There's food all around me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I bake cakes. So, you know, and actually that's not as good as you think because I know what goes in the cake. Okay. Do you have the cake? <laughs> uh, I, I, I allow myself a piece of wheat. I do have a piece of wheat. Um, but it's things like I, I just understand. Um, and sometimes I the understanding of what I have because I did so much research into it, they, you know, too much knowledge is as dangerous as too little knowledge. And I totally, you know, I agree. Live by that. But, you know, mm. it is, uh, like I said, I know what goes into the cake. Yeah. I, I make it with my own hands. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I can't get away from. So would you find it easier to have cake if you didn't know what was in it? <laughs> I guess not. Yes, because yeah. alongside the anorexia, the exercise addiction, all of that, yeah. to top that all off, um, and this these this next behavior was enabled by someone in my life at the time was orthorexia yeah um so i I needed so clean eating yeah we're seeing a lot of that we're seeing a a lot of increase i mean your story is going to help so many people especially young people because it might be good for you to give them a bit of advice because we are seeing orthorexia nervosa on the rise, especially with young people with the obsession with clean eating and then the over-exercising, you know, bringing that up. What advice would you give to someone who's going through that? Um, as an athlete or a non-athlete? 
Well, I'd say both. Let's go with both. Right, athlete. I promise you now, you will not get enough carbohydrates into your body with orthorexia. You just wait. And you won't get the sugar. Yeah. Now, I put a post on Instagram last night of me drinking a can of Coke. Mm -hmm. That can of Coke was seven and a half years after my last can of Coke. Uh, I got home quite quickly on that can of Coke. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> um, and someone messaged me saying, why the hell are you drinking that? I went, if you see my times, my PBs I set on the way home, mm. you drank the can of Coke too. Um, so yeah, so my opinion for an athlete is I don't think you can get the, the right amount of calories when I say that, the right macros into your diet through a super clean diet. You simply can't get... No. I don't want... The dirty carbs into your system, which you do I, which you do need for that top-end work. Of course you do. Like You can't eat clean all the time because the clean foods don't contain like the higher calorie like content. Otherwise, you're going to have to pack in... You know, these... And don't get me wrong, I love a smoothie bowl. I love an Akai bowl. But I tell you one thing, if you have that 90 minutes before a high intensity session, you're not getting through your high intensity session. You're not going to do it. you got to make it. You know. Yeah, yeah, no, it's really true what you're saying. And yeah. then for uh, a non-athlete, I've worked with some athletes. Um, people have come to me and asked for advice. I give out very little. Um, I normally do direct them in ways. Um, I've had a lot of young athlete guys come so i haven't dealt with non-athletes but i would say there is more to life than just you know a caesar salad or you know an akai bowl or you know yeah oh, because it's very hard to then go out you know you spend hours looking at menus and all these behaviors were before i took up cycling was started to become part of my routine you know, I say we at the time, we were going out, but she would check the menu and then it made me check the menu and like, yeah, we'd go away or something and then we'd have to take gym kit or we'd have to take trainers and, you know, it's just like, yeah. and it just, because of my personality, it, it just took over. Yeah. So, and as a, so I, I just call myself a gym rat back then, you, you just end up, you know, you take, you know, your six pack, you know, cooler fridge thing with you and, you know, you got your four meals of chicken and rice and it, it just becomes, you spend more time prepping food than you do anything else. And it's just not, can you do it for a short period of time? Absolutely. Now, one of the best phrases is I'm going to hold your head underwater, but I'm not going to tell you. Okay. For how long? You'll okay. probably come up after a minute thinking it's eight but yeah. if i say i'm gonna hold it under for eight minutes you'll probably last eight minutes mm -hmm. because you've got a time okay. now i'm the same i got sick before my regional champs this year but i went full gas for eight weeks okay well five because i then got sick but yeah. like i knew i could do it for eight weeks didn't miss a session diet was on point no snacks at work Eight weeks instead okay. of constantly. Yeah. Like 
constantly. And I, when I came out of the hole, I cracked massively. Huge. Okay. No, thank you so much for sharing. I just think that a lot of, well, young and older people as well, they're not trained to be an athlete. They have this tunnel vision of this goal. They want it. They do whatever it takes to do it. And it's just asking themselves, is it worth it? Like you have to sacrifice so much. What are the health costs of that behavior if they keep going down that road? Um, yeah, so these things are like really important to talk about. Absolutely. You know, it's just, it's just mad because, but the other thing is what's an athlete? Now, a friend I was trying to help, he couldn't see himself as an athlete. He was training 10 times a week. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> Very specific. He didn't have a lot of time, so he had to do like 45 minute, 50 sessions. But they were so specific on the bike. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Like really specific, high intensity, threshold building sessions. Yeah. Like you need to look at yourself as an athlete. Of course, yeah. Especially we're doing that amount of training, yeah. And that intensity. Yeah. No, definitely. Any last final words before we finish off? <laughs> um, I just say just, like, you've got to enjoy the process. Mm -hmm. But if you put a process in place, you've also got to trust the process. Because you can come back. Um, mm. My stubbornness, my lack of arrogance will always keep bringing me back um a car didn't stop me so you know um you've you've just got to you you've just got to believe that it, it can all come back yeah it won't be easy but trust me like life is not particularly easy i've done quite a lot in the last six years um far more than I ever thought I would so you've just you have got to you've just you know I've just got to trust every process that I've put in place and and try and enjoy you do have to try and enjoy life um there is a lot more to look at than just a Garmin watch or a Garmin computer screen yeah cheers to that I think <laughs> <laughs> Oh, amazing. Thank you so much, Sam, for coming on. You've been absolutely amazing. Can't wait to share this, everyone. Thank you so much. No, thank you very much, Jenny. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast on part two with Sam Woodfield. We hope you thoroughly enjoyed this podcast. I've been your host, Jenny Tomei. You can find me on Facebook and on Instagram at AskJenUp and on my website at jenup.com. If you visit my website, you'll find lots of different resources available there. Please like, subscribe and share.